Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello. Uh, you are on mute, yeah. Hello, Avik. Hi, hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good too. I'm good too. Great. Excellent. You can hear me good. You can hear me well. Yes, perfect. <clears throat> Excellent. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, morning there or night? It is afternoon. Uh, late morning. Eleven thirty. Oh, eleven thirty. Okay. Okay. Great. Eleven thirty a.m. Where are you located, Avik? So I'm from India. So north of India. Yeah. Okay. It's a midnight right now here. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was late. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. So, um so we are talking about uh, like uh, grip strength, like uh, uh, about the secrets yes. to performance and injury uh, prevention and the uh, lifelong vitality as well. So, uh, we'll keep it more uh conversational and uh so there are a few questions yes. uh, a few questions like you can exp- uh, explain or maybe also you can share tips for that um for the listeners yeah yeah avik also uh i've listened to your podcast um it's an excellent podcast and uh y- you can also tie it in because we do work with because when the hands are exercised properly yeah. through full range of motion, it stimulates lymph drainage. Mm-hmm. So because it stimulates lymph drainage, uh, we improve the function of the lymph ducts, which also clear toxins from the whole body. So and a healthy mind. So when we certainly started with just the hands, and okay. the wrists and elbows, mm-hmm. but we see uh, a benefit to the full body. Uh, so it, I can explain that too. But you, yeah. you, in you ask me the questions you want me to answer, and I'll answer them all. Yeah, <laughs> sure, 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 definitely. 
and uh, okay. yeah. hello 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 oh hello yeah i lost yeah. you for a second yeah yeah is yours just audio or video also? So uh, audio uh, definitely, and for video part, uh, we'll pick pick up like a few segments from the video, and then we'll uh, make a kind of reel, and then we'll post it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So if you're okay, like we can start. Anytime you're ready, I'm ready. Abhi. Okay. Okay. Great. 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 <clears throat> so, yeah. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life, the podcast where we explore the fascinating connection between physical well-being and the mental wellness. So I'm your host, Avik, and today we have an extraordinary guest joining us. Please welcome Dr. Terry Jachari. So... He is a former professional golfer, sports chiropractor, and the author of the groundbreaking book, Great Hands, Great Life. So Dr. Jatri's journey began when he witnessed numerous grip-related injuries among professional golfers, from fingers and thumbs to wrists and elbows. So recognizing the need for a solution, he delved into studying health principles and sports chiropractic, ultimately developing the innovative Handmaster Plus Hand exercise system. Now, since then, he has helped over 1 million people across various fields such as therapy, sports, music, workplace, gaming, computer, and all. So, to the property, train their hands and regain control over their grip. So thank you for joining us today, Dr. Jatri. Uh, your personal experiences and expertise in understanding the intricate hand muscles have revolutionized the way we approach grip strength. So could you, could you please share um, more about your journey and how you came to develop Hand Master Plus? Yeah, for sure, Avik. And uh, <clears throat> that's a great introduction. It leads me into a lot of what I like to talk to listeners about, especially about this mostly overlooked area. Yeah. Uh, so like you said, I had taken some time off of a sports chiropractic practice. And so I already had a pretty good idea of how I liked to treat hand muscles and any injury and and. The first thing your listeners should understand is that we sometimes look at the hand and we think, well, you know, whatever we do for our hand muscles, that's only the hand. Yeah. But those hand muscles attach at numerous different areas and therefore they control the mechanics of numerous different areas. For example, the fingers mm. and the thumbs and the hands and the wrists and the carpal tunnel and the forearm and the elbow. So, that's the first thing I would say is that opened my eyes is that when I saw repetitive grip imbalances on the professional tour, and as you said, I followed professional tour, golf tour players for about three years. 
And what I recognized is that they all had a repetitive grip imbalance. Mm-hmm. They're gripping in their, you know, they're practicing all day and then they're playing all day. And often if they did any hand exercise, it would be taking something and squeezing and squeezing. So actually the muscles that close the hand were even getting more imbalanced with the muscles that open the hand. Mm-hmm. So when they came to me and found out I was a sports chiropractor, when they asked me about hand injuries or carpal tunnel or elbow, I would first ask them what they do to train the muscles of the hand. And they usually said, I squeeze something or I don't do anything at all. And then I would ask them what they do for the muscles that open and spread the hand. Yeah. And that's when they they didn't do anything or they never even knew there was muscles that open the hand. So that's where I started, Avik, is, is mm-hmm. to educate them that you have to train the muscles that open the hand as well because those muscles are active whenever I grip something. And if I don't train them, the muscles that close the hand overwhelm the muscles that open the hand, and we get imbalances uh, and poor blood flow at all those uh, structures that I told you about. Yeah, yeah. Understood. That that's a, that's a great way. I would say, definitely. Uh, so um, that that's truly remarkable. Also, like, also like it's it's fascinating. Like how something as seemingly uh, small as the hand muscles can have such a significant impact on uh, the performance and also the injury uh, prevention. So, um, could you elaborate on the wide ranging effects of the imbalances in grip training and how the Handmaster Plus has helped individuals uh, in different fields? Yeah, uh, excellent question. So the wide reaching, I'll, I'll deal with the wide reaching question first. Mm-hmm. So when somebody develops these hand muscle imbalances, and, and of course, as you introduced, I started out looking at golfers, extremely extremely prevalent to have repetitive grip injuries in golfers and especially professional golfers or really high-end amateur golfers. But those same injuries are prevalent in musicians and other grip sports and in the office and with, you know, with holding smartphones and artists and everything. So you can imagine how uh, rampant this imbalance is. But somebody might think, well, if I have a hand muscle imbalance, what does that look like? My hands are sore. And I would say it has many implications. It could be poor elbows. It's it's very one of the most common things we see is elbow imbalance. So the la- the outside of the elbow, like tennis elbow, and the inside of the elbow, uh, which is called often referred to as golfer's elbow. But also when those small mu- when the muscles of the hand start to shorten you'll see the carpal tunnel collapses you also see wrist imbalance and finger and thumb imbalance so mm-hmm. and, and that's the first thing we see a week is that we have to educate people and even even our healthcare professionals and our fitness professionals if they see an elbow problem they often just look at the elbow they don't even come to the grip muscles which are always always uh, one of the core contributors to elbow problems. So that's what I would look for first. The second thing, the second question is, what do we do about them? Well, when I first was in practice, Avik, I used to give somebody, uh, my patients, something to squeeze for 
a series of uh, repetitions. Then they would change to usually an elastic or a web, and they would do some some um, repetitions. And then we would do things for the forearm as well. But in all, I would have about six or seven exercises, lots of tools laying around, and it would it would basically confuse even my most motivated athlete or my most motivated patient. So I had a breakthrough when I was with the uh, professional golfers. It was one of uh, my golfer friends that had developed a really bad uh, tennis elbow. And so we went through the process. I interviewed him. And what he was doing is just taking something and squeezing it. And I said, what are you doing to open the hands? And he said, nothing. And, and really, that's when I realized this particular golfer had two children at home and a wife at home. And we were on small mini tours, not big, you know, big uh, elaborate golf tours where you're making lots of money. So he couldn't even lift a cup of coffee a week, let alone a golf club. So that's when I realized I, we have to do something about it. And it was one of those times where at three o'clock in the morning, I realized, hmm, if I was to put an elastic cord through a ball, I could have them squeeze against the ball, open and spread. And then they would be able to do it just like I'm I'm doing it, close and open my, my hand, close and open my hand. Anybody can do that. And this way, if I developed a tool, then it would provide resistance through a full range of motion both ways. And it would be natural resistance because the cord resists from the middle of the ball, just like how your hand opens. Uh, and that was how we developed Handmaster Plus. When I used it with that first patient, he we we did some other exercises that I can talk about, but that was the main exercise we did. And he he came around right away. And tennis elbow is very difficult in practice. But he came around right away and he did well right away. And that's when I realized this is something I could I could use for all my repetitive grip patients and athletes. Wow. Wow. That's that's truly remarkable, I'd say. So um so as as we are discussing about this, so uh, also we have understood its importance as well, the grip strength as well. So what are some of the common misconceptions or maybe overlooked aspects when it comes to grip training and hand muscles? Because uh, as you mentioned about the tennis elbow, so uh, we we all have seen. Uh, so especially if I if I uh, talk about in India, so uh, for me or many, I I believe uh, there are many people who are not also aware about the tennis elbow as well. So uh, how we got to know about the tennis elbow? So uh, like I remember like few few years back when Sachin Tendulkar was playing uh, cricket. Yep. So he also got that uh, tennis elbow and Very famous people people uh, got to know. Okay, there is something called tennis elbow as well. And then people started understanding about it. So uh, from 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 there, like if if you can answer answer this question, yeah, it's a it's a great question. I know in India that's a extremely famous case of tennis elbow. So the answer to your question, Avik, is that the misunderstandings are almost on everything about grip. So sometimes you know an area of the body, if we're doing a bicep or a tricep, there's not not much you can misunderstand. I would say that as I've delved into these 
into grip strength and grip training and grip recovery. Okay, from from things like tennis elbow, I would say very little is understood even by the best fitness trainers. And that that might sound like an insult to a fitness trainer or or the therapist, professional healthcare people, but it really isn't because they have the whole body to know. And in general, they're very, very good at training. But in this area, there's been a lot of preconceived notions. I'm mostly just going to take something and squeeze it is the worst information. So I'll try to explain it simply, and then I'll get back to your uh, to the cricket player's tennis elbow and how we look to train our own athletes to prevent that situation. And then I can even walk your listeners and your viewers through some uh, a real simple exercise they can do at home to understand it and understand why we do what we do. So the first thing is, as we've talked about, you've got nine muscles that close the hand. Most people can understand that. They see that their muscles, fingers and thumbs are closing. Well, there's nine muscles that do that. But if I turn my hand around on the back of the hand, there's also nine muscles that open and spread the hand. Okay, so there's another nine muscles. Now we've got 18 muscles. Now, Vic, if I look in my forearm, there is nine muscles that control the, all the different positions of my wrist in grip. If I'm gripping a cricket, even your cricket bowlers, there's some that are more speedy. There's some that are more spinny. And so you imagine all the different positions of the wrist. So there's nine muscles that actually control the position of the wrist. I might be a guitar player. I might work in a uh I might work in an assembly line. I'm going to be putting my hands in different positions. But if I do that every single day, every single day, I build imbalance. So I'll try not to complicate things because it can get complicated. I've got nine muscles that close the hand. I've got nine muscles that open the hand. I've got nine muscles that control the different positions of the grip. So what we look to do with our athletes, and again, the, your cricket player example is prime because we see it in all the grip sports here, but yet we're still using old ways of training the grip and old ways of training the elbow. So if you can just imagine anybody can just put their hand right in front of themselves, close their hand for a second, open and spread as wide as you can for a second. And because those, especially the opening muscles, are so weak on most people, they'll notice that that will even tire them out. But we close for one second, we open for one second, and then we make a figure eight as wide as we can with our wrist. So close, open, figure eight. If somebody does that just without resistance, yeah. they're going to feel all 27 muscles working. You'll feel the muscles working through full, full range of motion. So you're going to feel some, you'll feel the muscles. Then also you'll feel how the blood flow improves. So that's all we do. And, and with my product, with Handmaster Plus, you just slip the product onto your thumb and your fingers. And you do that exact same thing. You close against the ball, you open and spread against the central resistance cords. And as you keep your hand open, you make a figure eight and you train all the nine muscles through full ranges of motion that would attach into the forearm and the elbow. So it seems like a long explanation, Avik, but when we do that, I don't have to show my athletes or my patients. I don't have to show them six or seven different exercises that they won't remember. 
Once I do this, I'm full range of motion. And I can guarantee you that your former star cricket players and your future star cricket players, if they do that figure eight uh, exercise with our pro with the Handmaster Plus with the with the product, you you it's it's almost unbelievable how we can keep the muscles um, strong and long and going through their full ranges of motion. And then it gets way more difficult to injure them. All, I would say almost impossible, but again, it is sports yeah. or it is music, but we're not even coming close to preparing our athletes this way. And it and we've figured out a way to make it simple. So that's why it's important. It has to be simple because the athletes and the fitness professionals and the health professionals are busy people. They have other areas of the body to take care of. And now this makes it real easy. So we're trying to do all we can to have our athletes avoid performance problems and injury by making an easy exercise that actually is thorough. So that that's what it's all about. Wow, that that's a lovely explanation, I would say. And um, yes, these are these are very uh, these are these terms or these names are also very new for a lot of people. And uh, yes, people are still uh, struggling to understand. And and thanks for sharing all those things. Um, it, it's really helpful for people. So also, if, if if you can if you can share some specific example, like how imbalances in grip training can lead to injuries or uh, hinder the performance in different sports or activities? Yes, uh, I'll, I'll give you some really good examples. Uh, and and uh, there's some injuries that have become very famous, like people hear them quite, uh, tennis elbows become famous for the, like the examples that you've, uh, mm -hmm. and there's examples like that in North America and in Europe as well. Mm -hmm. um, another common thing, so we talked about tennis elbow, uh, let and I'll talk about carpal tunnel syndrome. A lot of people hear about carpal tunnel syndrome, and again, we'll go back to that same thing. The carpal tunnel is if if uh, you squeeze your thumb and your pinky together, it'll make a little cleavage at the bottom of the of the pads, and that's where the carpal tunnel is. So when we're taking stuff and repetitively gripping, we can just watch how the carpal tunnel shuts down. Those muscles actually attach, they originate on the carpal tunnel. So when they contract, they put, they change the shape of the carpal tunnel. And if we don't do something to offset that, that's what we'll see is, is causative in carpal tunnel syndrome. The second thing, and I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll direct it towards carpal tunnel syndrome, but, but we've seen over the years that we've been doing hand training and grip training, that it's not just the it's not just the imbalance of the muscles, but because we're usually going through small range of motion when we grip something, we're actually not getting very good blood flow. When, when we take any joint through its full range of motion, so if I was to close my hand open and spread, and even like I say, your, your listeners and your viewers can just do it at home, you'll notice the difference of the blood flow just by doing that for a second. Whereas if I took, if I just squeezed my hand, you're going to see there's not much blood flow. So let's look at the, the carpal tunnel, for example, but we could say the same for tennis elbow, golfer's elbow, finger and thumb problems or wrist problems. If I'm going only through grip, not only I'm going to shut down the muscles that attach to the carpal tunnel. So I'm actually going to collapse the carpal tunnel 
And that's what's going to put me in a position where I can have much, a lot of inflammation and um, a lot of uh, thickening of the tendons. But if I go through full range of motion, I keep those muscles in balance that attach the carpal tunnel on the front and that affect the carpal tunnel on the back. But I also, number two, will create good blood flow through the carpal tunnel and good lymph drainage back and, and good venous drainage back away from the carpal tunnel. So again, it seems like a long explanation, but just asking the body to go through its full range of motion as designed, we just, we really just miss the design of the hand. But when we do it as designed, good things happen. A, we get strong, long muscles and tendons. B, we get balance at those muscles. And C, we get proper blood flow and proper drainage away. So the tissues through blood flow get their nutrients, get their oxygen. That's how the tissues stay healthy. And they also stay healthy by removing toxins and, and byproducts of the muscle contraction out of the area. But if we're only squeezing something in our daily habits or in our exercise, we're not going to be efficient with blood flow, lymph drainage, or muscle balance. So we have to change the paradigm that you have to train all the muscles of the hands, not just these closing muscles. And that's where we've made the mistake over the years. Wow, that's that's lovely. That's lovely. So uh, for someone uh, who's looking to improve their grip strength, and what would be your top recommendations or the exercises uh, to incorporate into their routine? Yeah, I'm I'm very so I, I want to because you ask good questions about grip strength. I want to tell you the mechanics of grip strength, because, again, really clearly, we've talked about injury a little bit and how imbalance is created. But I'm almost going to say the same story of when I grip anything, I'm gripping with my nine muscles. Let's say I take a tennis racket or let's say I take a cricket ball. Okay, because we were just talking about cricket. Let's say I take a cricket ball and I grab a cricket ball. Okay, I've got nine muscles that are closing that are part of the grip. We can all understand that. Okay, but if I was to turn my hand around backwards, these muscles are also contracting. So we got nine muscles back here that are working. Okay, so if I so I know I have to train these front muscles, the nine muscles. I know if I want the best grip I can have, I'm going to have to train these back muscles. And then we're always going to be, we're gripping in different ranges of motion throughout, say, a cricket player or, say, a musician or, say, a workplace. We're always moving around. So to have the best grip, Vic, I'm really, I, I, again, I, it's my product, so it's kind of hard to, I, I'm, a, I'm very biased. But I need a way that my patients and my athletes can train all 27 muscles of grip. So the first thing to understand, the first thing to help your listeners and your viewers is to have them understand the grip is not nine muscles. That is just hand closing is nine muscles. That's not grip. Grip is 27 muscles. So you have to train the muscles to close the hand. You have to train the muscles fully that open the hand and you have to train all the forearm muscles. If you want to have the best grip you can, you have to change, train all 27 of those muscles. Now, you can train it with dumbbells and with elastic bands and 
with webs and with spring-loaded and coiled units, it takes you a long time. And again, that's why we've become very, de very developed at what we do. With Handmaster, you can take it through that squeeze, open and spread, figure eight exercise, and you're going to get all 27 muscles, full range of motion, proper blood flow. And that's why we, I, of course, we push our product. It's part of what we do. But we just don't see a way to train athletes. We don't see a reason to train our athletes with, you know, four or five different products because they usually will not do it in the future. But when I can give them, when we do the show them that figure eight exercise, they'll do it easily every day. And, and so, yeah, I, I do push it a little bit. But even if that's, it, it's not about the product, the best thing that they can, your, your uh, listeners and your viewers can take from our interview is that the grip is not nine muscles. Grip is 27 muscles. If you want to be the most advanced in getting the best edge and reducing your uh, risk of injury. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That, that's great. So, uh, yes. So, dear listeners, like uh, as Dr. Jetri mentioned, that it's not only about the nine muscles, it's 27 muscles. So, also, I'll, I'll share all the links and everything in the show notes so that you can uh, definitely reach out to him. You can uh, definitely, if you have some query, you can definitely reach out to him and get those uh, resolved. So, I'll, I'll make sure I'll do that. Uh, so, coming back to, uh, coming back here again. So, like, now uh as we are we are talking about for the uh sports person for the fitness person for the therapists and all now it's a very general question uh for the desk jobs person or maybe the office goers so for them it's like nine hours ten hours they're constantly sitting at the desk they're just doing the desk job so what are some of the practical tips or strategies um, that would share that individuals can implement uh, in their daily lives just to maintain and improve their grip strength? And uh, definitely it's for the desktop person as well. Okay. Yeah. A, a, a great thing. The desktop person has another, even to, again, to learn about how your body works, I think is a big deal. Um, for a desk job person, one of the things that I think is really overlooked, if somebody works on a computer, which is usually a desk job, you're usually going to have a computer involved. Computer has a very similar mechanics to a piano player or an organ player. And somebody might say, well, what does your hands have anything to do? Why would, your, why would there be any stress on your hands if you're just on a computer? And I will tell you, I just want you to think about this and have your viewers and your listeners think about this a little, is when you put your palms down mm -hmm. to go onto a keyboard in music or a keyboard on a computer, those fingers are now being held against gravity. So if your muscles weren't working, your fingers would just flop down, right? And your arms would just flop down. So whenever I'm on a keyboard, I'm actually, my muscles are working all the time when I'm on a keyboard because if they didn't work, my fingers would just fall down. So especially the muscles behind the wrist and to the back of the elbow, it's a lot, it's actually a very physical job. And, and that seems weird until you feel what it's like. Try to just hold your hands, just hold your fingers level like that for about five minutes and you'll start to see that, holy mackerel, holy, that is, there's a lot of muscles. So... 
your fingers are having to be held against gravity. So it is very, it is actually a physical job. And over time, you develop a lot. We see a lot of wrist, a lot of thumb, and a lot of elbow injuries because they're being held up. Those muscles are contracting statically. They're not going through their range of motion. They're just being held statically, and we see problems there. So that's the first thing for office people to realize is that it is more physical than they might think. Second thing I would say, again, is that you have to realize that you're using all those muscles. And to train them and train them easily through full range of motion, of course, uh, we think we've made uh, a solution that is market changing. So they can certainly look into that. But even if they didn't want to, even if they didn't have one of these Handmaster Plus close, I would tell somebody in an office to just take some breaks, close your hand, open and spread your hand, do a figure eight, close, open, figure eight, do that for a couple minutes, and you'll see the blood flow, um, the range of motion increase, even without resistance. Now, the other thing they can certainly do a week is to is to take the fingers and flex them backwards. Uh, you can grab the front of your fingers underneath and roll them forward. And there's lots of stretching that you can see online. Um, I do uh, hugely support stretching. Uh, what I do see, though, is that the muscle imbalance isn't going to change with a stretch. It, it helps a little bit. But you have to create a fair fight. The muscles that are too strong, you have to strengthen the muscles that are too weak. You have to equalize that if you want your performance to raise. The, the other thing I'll say about that, Avik, is that what I find in this area of hand, wrist, form, carpal tunnel, elbow, I find that people are doing only enough to keep out of pain. If they're out of pain, that's okay. And what I tell my patients and the athletes that we work with is get these areas to thrive. So strengthen all 27 muscles, full range of motion, keep them strong. And symptoms are, are going to be very, you're, you're, it's very unlikely you're ever going to get injured. But the reason I say that is that if people aren't hurting, they don't care about this area. And, and I'm saying utilize this area. It creates you know, it's always connecting us to something, whether it's a computer or a golf club or a cricket ball or a, or a, you know, guitar or our workplace, whatever. If we keep this area healthy, we establish really good blood flow and lymph drainage throughout our body. And I could, I could talk about that, but it's really healthy. There's studies that show that if your your hands, uh, that your life longevity actually is directly correlated to higher hand strength. So there's a lot that happens that's good when we strengthen the periphery of our of our arms, which are our hands. It stimulates a lot of really good things in the especially in the lymph drainage of our body. Exactly, exactly. So uh also it, it's it's very important though I know it's a very um interesting uh segment and it's it's getting developed and getting famous uh, uh, throughout the time. So can you provide some insights into the future of grip training and uh, hand muscle development? So any exciting advances or uh, risks going on something? Yeah, a really excellent question. You got you, you get me thinking, and it's things I love to talk about. I, I actually think 
Um, I think the future of grip training, I think we've really changed a lot. And I can see already there's now there's starting to be products that will train the muscles that open your hand. And I, th I think the strength of Handmaster Plus is it, it'll train them everything at once. And so Handmaster, Handmaster Plus, so we do well. We sell all over the world. So for us, it's not about, it's not really about, you know, developing our business anymore. The, the business does well. What I see now, and I didn't know this to begin with, Avik, when we started, all as I cared about is balancing the muscles of my athletes. That's all I was doing. As we work with it and we started to see, we, we had a study done, I think, in 2017 that showed the increase in in, uh, in blood flow through thermography, comparing a squeeze-only hand exercise to our exercise. And it was just, it was, it was double the blood flow. So the reason I say that is you ask about the future of hand exercise, and I think, I think, the current is that the more we talk to people, and we do a lot of talks to people about health and fitness. So the more we're talking about this, I think it's pretty easy to show people that, hey, let's go away from taking something and squeezing it through a tiny range of motion. It just doesn't make any sense. Let's go from that to training all 27 muscles. We can do it now. and We've figured out a way to do it really easy, but people can use dumbbells and you can use multiple items if you want to. That's the that's what I think the current state of hand of uh, hand exercise and grip training is. We're starting to see that it's more than just squeeze only. So that's wasn't your question. Your question is what I think the future is. <laughs> and the future is that we're starting to show people that when they exercise their hands, that they're stimulating peripheral blood flow. And especially where your lymph ducts, where your lymph ducts drain, I don't want to get too complicated, but it isn't that complicated. Where your lymph ducts drain is just beside your arms. So if I'm getting better blood flow to my arms, I'm going to get better lymph drainage back. And I'm probably going to improve the function of the lymph ducts, which drain everything. I know you do deal with a lot of um, mind health healthy mind. I think it's a huge thing. I didn't, I didn't even recognize this when we started, but I think that is one of the future of hand exercises. We're going to train through full range of motion and we're going to notice, we already know it and we've already seen studies on it, that it contributes to lymph drainage of your whole body. Cause those, those lymph ducts drain your whole body of, of uh, byproducts and toxins. So the future of hand exercise, I think is enormous. I think it's enormous for our health, and I think it's e it's enormous for what we can do with the athletes and the musicians in the workplace, uh, and just you know hobbyists, artists, people that garden. I think we can we can really reduce the injuries just by recognizing how the body this tricky area of the body like there's a twenty seven muscles in this area of the body. It's tricky, but when we learn how to train it simply. We don't have to learn about every muscle. We just have to do our training. And I think you'll see performance go up and injuries go down. And so I think this is an enormous area in health and fitness, which I know you you speak a lot on health and fitness, but this is a really unknown area. We know it from the inside, but more people are knowing it from the outside now. Great, great. So before we before we uh, wrap up, like, could you, could you share any 
recommendations for our listeners who want to learn about uh, more about the grip strength training and uh, the impacts on its uh, performance, injury prevention, and the lifelong vitality? Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm suddenly a salesperson today. I'm, I'm not much of a salesperson, but I did. So through all this, and we and we do talk about a lot of subjects, that, depending on what podcast or what webcast, whatever we're whoever we're being uh, communicating with. But this is, uh, I think you mentioned at the start, it's called Great Hands, Great Life. I, I think people that are really interested in this area, and especially professionals, uh, to re- to pick up that book. But if you use your hands. I think it's worthwhile for anybody either to pick up the book or there's we've got lots of information online too, and just to look into it. And when you see how important this area is, look into those studies. There's five enormous, uh, really big studies that show that when you uh, that when your grip strength goes up, life longevity goes up, uh, and, and we understand why. So the tip to anybody would be to learn about these areas and, and we've, we're starting to get information on them. If anybody's got questions, you, you, you uh, mentioned that they can contact me and you can leave our contact information. It's info at doczac.com. It's D-O-C-Z-A-C.com. And that's what I do. Anik, I handle all the education side and it, people can ask me any question they want. I'm, I'm happy to answer, but it's always pretty simple. Great, great. That's that's really great. Uh, so thank you, Dr. Uh, Terry, for sharing your invaluable insights into the world of grip strength and the transformative power of Hand Master Plus. So uh, listeners, like uh, we hope that you have gained a deeper understanding of the importance of balanced grip training and its impact on various aspects of your life. So whether you are an athlete, musician, office worker, desk person, or simply someone seeking to enhance your overall uh, well-being, the knowledge shared today can help you unlock your true potential. So remember that a strong grip is not just about physical strength. So it's it's about the foundation for a healthier and more fulfilling life. So we encourage you to explore further incorporating the principles and exercises discussed today uh, into your own routines. So we'd like to extend a heartfelt gratitude to uh, Dr. Terry for joining us today and sharing his expertise. And also, like, if you have enjoyed this episode, do not forget to subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for more enlightening discussions on the interplay between a healthy mind and a healthy life. So until next time, take care of your hands, strengthen your grip, and embrace the journey towards optimal performance injury prevention, and a lifelong vitality. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me.